Howdy. This is the Views from the Shot podcast. My name is Tim Miller. I am your one and only host. And today, Monday, August 29th, 2023, I wish you the happiest of Race Your Mouse Around the Icons Day. That is a banger. Today's show is, as always, brought to you by Big Banter Sports. The Big Banter Sports Network is your place for everything when it comes to Big Ten Sports content. You can find Big Banter on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, wherever you get your sports content. And I've said it before. I'm going to say it again right now. Big things coming. Maybe big things have already came to pass or are actively here with Big Ten Sports Network. Just last week, Adam Brenneman, former Penn State tight end, now pretty big on the TikToks and the Twitters and the Instagrams and all those different things. He had some time in coaching college football as well. He joined a Penn State football podcast presented by Big Banter Sports as well. That's called Booze Bets and Ball Pod. That was just a couple days ago. Like I said, Big things are happening every day with Big Banter Sports. I personally would appreciate it if you found them whatever, wherever you get your sports content. And by the way, since you're here, since you're early, please make sure, subscribe to Views from the Shot on YouTube. You can find every relevant link to Views from the Shot on our Twitter at the Shot Pod. Go through, click the link in the bio. You'll find us on Twitter. You'll find us wherever you find your podcast, you'll find us on YouTube, you'll find us on Instagram, everything that's relevant. Make sure that you go find us, get all your content from Views from the Shot, wherever you get any of your social media content. And lastly, we're mere followers away from 200. And they might, that may not sound like a big deal to you. It may not even be a big deal to me. But hey, 200 is 200. It's a nice number. If you don't mind following on Twitter, make sure you do already. Or find some friends. It's okay. Grab their phone. Look, I have a nice phone right here. Look how nice this phone is if you're seeing on YouTube instead of listening on the podcast. I don't care where you listen or where you consume the content. Whatever works. But just grab their phone. Pick it up. Go onto their Twitter and follow us at the Shop Pod. It's simple. And you know what? You're doing them a favor. It's not a bad thing if you do that. And it's far from illegal. Also, it's free. I've yet to see a con with anything following at the shop pod on Twitter. So make sure you do that. And by the way, if you're listening on pod, if you're watching on YouTube, can you just check? Can you open your phone? Can you can you look on your desktop real quick and just make sure that you are in fact following us wherever you are. If it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Podcasts, wherever you take in your your show. I know that most people are listening to us on Apple Podcasts. I personally take in my content from Spotify, neither hither nor thither. Just make sure you're subscribed. Please do. Okay. Today's show, it's going to be good. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. Why? Because, well, we're at the end of August, and we're just a couple months away from the college basketball season. So we're going to talk very specifically. I should slow down my speech, potentially, but I won't. We all know I won't. We're going to talk specifically about Ohio State's upcoming season, what's going to be the ceiling for Ohio State, what's going to be the floor or the basement or the cellar dweller team, imagining that scenario as well. And then toward the end, we're going to talk Chris Holtman. There's been some chatter. Is Chris Holtman on the hot seat? It was 
very, very loud. It wasn't chatter. It was more so screaming through a megaphone during the the very poor run that Ohio State had during Big Ten play last season. But we're going to talk about it again. Is he on the hot seat? How warm is his caboose on that seat? And should we be saying this is a year for Chris Holtman where it's make it or break it for him at Ohio State? So let's begin, shall we, with Ohio State stealing. Now let me define this quickly before we get in. As we talk about Ohio State stealing and Ohio State's floor. The ceiling, obviously, for the Buckeyes would be to go 31-0. And the floor, obviously, would be for them to go 0-31. Or at least in my Logical thinking, rational mind, that's how I see it. 100 percentile would be 31-0 for Ohio State and going to win the national title in March Madness. I've just dropped my pen, and that's that's nowhere to be found. My pen is gone. I need a replacement, and I need a replacement fast. I've grabbed a, a lesser pen, but that's okay. And it's not like I use my pen very much during the show anyway. Sometimes I want to jot something down, and sometimes I want to cross something out. It happens. No idea. No idea where I was before I dropped my pen. But the the best case scenario for Ohio State would be 31-0. That would be technically the ceiling. The worst case would be 0-31. I personally don't feel like trying to build a case where Ohio State can go 0-31, so sue me. I'm not going to do it. For me, Ohio State's ceiling, that will be defined as 90th percentile. As in, this is one of the best case scenarios that we can imagine for Ohio State. And on the flip side... Their floor will be 10th percentile. This is really bad. It's not the worst that it could ever possibly be, but this is a scenario in which we see Ohio State 10th percentile. That would mean that in one out of every 10 seasons, it's really, really bad. Or in in nine out of 10 simulations, it goes better than what we describe. In the same way, the ceiling for Ohio State would be that in one out of every 10 simulations of this upcoming season, it goes better than expected. Or 9 out of 10, you you get it. 9 out of 10, it actually goes worse than we would describe here. So that's what we'll talk about. We're going to start with Ohio State's ceiling because it feels right. We start from the top, right? I don't know where that saying comes from. I don't think that's what it actually means here. But that's what we're going to do. We'll start for the top for Ohio State. So for Ohio State to finish at its ceiling, at its peak, at its 90th percentile, this season, there's a couple questions we have to ask first. The first one that comes to mind to me is the front court. For Ohio State, how solid will the will they be with their big men? And especially, what is that rotation going to look like? We don't know when Zed Key specifically is going to be back with Ohio State. We don't know the day. We don't know the time. We we know a, a projected month or time of the season. It's probably not going to be day one or day zero for Ohio State, but it should be a few weeks after that. You should expect to see Zed Key. Maybe he'll play against LSU. LSU. Yikes. How does that even come into my mind? LSU. I wasn't thinking about LSU. I wasn't thinking about Tigers. I wasn't thinking about purple and yellow or anything like that, but apparently you, LSU comes out of my mouth. I've got it. I guess I do have to slow down, but I won't. UCLA is a team I meant. I think they play, is it December 21st? Something like that. So Ohio State playing UCLA. Maybe that's when Zed Key starts his his senior year with Ohio State. But regardless, you've got Zed Key, you've got kind of Jamison Battle. He's a three slash four tweener. You've got Felix Akpara, you've got Austin Parks, 
coming in as a freshman as well. You've got Devin Royal coming as a coming in as a freshman. My question here in the front court is what will it look like for Ohio State to put all of this together? And if it's in the 90th percentile, then here's here's my assumption. And I'm going to talk about Felix Akpara specifically in a second, but my assumption is that Felix Akpara is an elite defender as he was last year and he's progressed his offensive game. Maybe he can hit a couple threes every once in a while. My assumption is that Zed Key is healthy. He's crushing it on the boards. He's scoring off of second chance points, offensive rebounds, which we know he's very good at. If you listen to the pod, you know why he's good at that. And you look at the freshman for Ohio State. You look at Austin Parks. Maybe he plays a couple minutes a game. Maybe they don't need him. I don't know. But outside Austin Parks, you look at Devin Royal, and he's playing a couple minutes per game, and he's playing well. He's scoring offensively. He's getting the job done for the Buckeyes. When they need him, Jamison Battle is doing well as well. The front court, whatever the rotation looks like for the 90th percentile Ohio State Buckeyes, it's got to be solid because they've got some players that are going to be good. They just obviously have got to reach their potential. So that's my first question. What will it look like on the front court, on the hardwood for Ohio State? Speaking of of hardwood, on a side note here, last night I saw a commercial for bacteria-killing flooring from Bernard, not Bernard's, Menard's, bacteria-killing flooring from Menard's. How would that even work? Speaking of flooring and hardwood and all of those things. Second thing I look at, for Ohio State in the 90th percentile is this sophomore class does not experience a sophomore slump and they actually look really really good. Obviously Ohio State had four freshmen who contributed pretty pretty in pretty big ways, I would say last year for the Buckeyes. This time it's going to be three. Obviously the Buckeyes do not get the services of Bryce Sensenball. He has since made it to the Utah Jazz via the NBA draft. But you look at progression of sophomores First guy I look at here is Roddy Gale. Roddy Gale shot the ball well last year. Really, really well down the stretch. Can he do that again? He shot 64% from the field in his final five games. He shot 43% from deep over the entire season. And in his final five games of the year, he was 75% from three. Now that is obviously going to regress. I'm not going to act like it's not. But Roddy Gale is a player who he sits down and defends pretty well. He can jump out of the gym. If he can finish as well as he can shoot the three, this is going to be a kid who is legitimately a star for Ohio State next season. And if you're looking 90th percentile, you're looking at Roddy Gale being a star. This has been my pick. I said it last year that into this upcoming season, Roddy Gale is going to be a guy that Big Ten fans, if they don't know about him already, they will. He's a bit of a breakout candidate for me. So as I look at these sophomores, I look at Roddy Gale. Can he rebound as well as he did last year? He came up with a fair amount of rebounds for a shooting guard, which you appreciate. Can he shoot as well as he did? And I paint the picture here as well. Not only is he shooting well, but he's scoring. He's finishing. He's he's a well-rounded, complete player. That's what I see from Roddy Gale. Then I look at Bruce Thornton. He played a bunch of minutes down the stretch for Ohio State. Obviously, he had a bit of his, his freshman slump where you hit the freshman wall. Once he got past that freshman wall and and broke through it, or whatever you may call it, once he got past that, he was an exceptional basketball player for these Ohio State Buckeyes. So he closed the year. He shot the ball really, really well. 
He scored from literally all over the floor. Didn't matter. Well, literally not true. He didn't shoot from the half-court line or, or behind. That's fine. He didn't score from there. But he was scoring from three. I think he he was like, he had the most, over the final five games of the year, he had the most two-pointers made in all of NCAA basketball in the final five games for Ohio State. Could be wrong, but he was really good from there as well. Great mid-range shot. He can finish in the paint as well. He scored a lot of points from the paint. So, looking at what he did to close the year last year, and this was a highly regarded recruit. Like, this wasn't just some three-star that came in for Ohio State and just fell into starting as a freshman point guard for The Ohio State University. No, he was ranked really, really highly. This is a guy who, I think if he le- if he lives up to the potential that he sh- he's shown to end the year last year and heading into this season, if he can build off of that, if he can take a step up, especially on the defensive end of the floor, that's going to be 90th percentile Ohio State. They'll need a contribution from Bruce Thornton to continue to progress. If he procru- progresses as much as he did from day one as a freshman to his final day as a freshman, if he, he if he progresses that much, he's going to be a star in the Big Ten. So you look for that. Last player I look for is Felix Akpara. So he's been working, obviously, with Q Banks. He's put on 15 pounds, allegedly, during this offseason. I don't know if that's all muscle. I'm fairly certain, though, that's just physically impossible to put on 15 pounds of just pure muscle. I don't think that that's something that the human body can do. But if anyone can do it, maybe it's Felix Akpara. I don't know. However, you look at him last year. Last year, he was he was a phenomenal defender. He blocked a lot of shots. He rebounded really well. But adding 15 pounds for a guy like Felix Akpara, last year, a day-old carton of eggs could probably back him down in the low post. And that's no offense to Felix, nor is it any offense to a day-old carton of, of eggs. To neither. But it's true. Felix Akparo was very light. Came in light as a freshman. That's fine. It happens. Now, this year, I don't mean to be dramatic, but if you're putting on 15 pounds, do you have the ability? Do you have the strength? Do you have the gumption in your lower half? To, I don't know, back down anyone in the Big Ten, including Zach Eady. Could you back down a dumpster? Even a garbage truck? Probably not. That's somewhat dramatic. But you get the point. One area where Felix Akpara has struggled, both offensively and defensively, is the strength. That lower mass. And we talked a bunch about there's there's plenty of Ohio State players last season. Chief among them, ice likely. You hate to see him leave, but you love to watch him go. Boy, do they have a strong lower half on them. Can Felix Akpara back down the Michelin Man next season? That's a question. And I'm going to say yes. If we're talking 90th percentile for Ohio State, I'm going to say yes. Felix Akpara could, in theory, hypothetically back down the Michelin Man. It's possible. Or Yogi the Bear. Whatever fictional character you, you, you prefer. Now let's talk schedule here for Ohio State. So 90th percentile for Ohio State, first of all, means a lot of these sophomores contribute. The front court looks really, really good. Dale Bonner obviously contributes. You find an option at the three that's going to start and produce. All of these things have to come together, but you also have to look at the schedule. And Ohio State has a somewhat tough non-conference schedule. Now compared to teams like Illinois and their non-conference, Ohio State might as well be playing in the NBA. Again, neither hither nor thither. 
So you've got Texas A&M, you've got Alabama, you've got Oregon or Santa Clara, who knows, probably Oregon, UCLA, West Virginia. Those are all schools within your power six conferences that Ohio State will have to take on. Now, in the best case scenario, you beat West Virginia. Hopefully, somewhat handedly. 15 point win over West Virginia, if not more, that would be the preference. You also beat Oregon or Santa Clara, but probably Oregon. And Oregon's not a pushover team. I think that they're somewhat overrated right now in the college basketball landscape. And Buckeye fans in particular aren't putting Oregon on the same scale as Alabama, UCLA, Texas A&M. And maybe they shouldn't, and that's fine. But at the same time, this Oregon team is going to be good. But Ohio State's going to have to beat West Virginia, Oregon, and I would say take two of three against these top-tier teams. Texas A&M, Alabama, UCLA, they've got to walk out of that non-conference with one loss, two at the absolute most. That's, again, 90th percentile. The question here, when you're looking at UCLA, Alabama, Texas A&M, is Ohio State going to be elite? If you're a 90th percentile team, you're elite. You've got to take two of three against those teams. So this is dream scenario. Everyone's humming. Everyone's firing on all on all cylinders. Ohio State is ranked. Oh, they've climbed to number 24. I don't know what the preseason rankings will be. I would argue that Ohio State, if not ranked, should at least receive votes. This should be a good team for Ohio State coming into this season. But they get a win over Texas A&M. Oh, they're 19th. Now they pick up a win over Alabama. Oh, they're 11th. They lose to UCLA, whatever. They get a couple more wins as the season goes on. You know how it goes. By the end of the regular season, they have one, two losses max. That's 90th percentile Ohio State. Now, what about the Big Ten? 20 games in the Big Ten slate. Did some research for you, so you don't have to. That's why I'm here. So, in the past three years, in each of the past three years, 15 wins has won the regular season title or gotten you a share of the regular season title. Each of the past... Three years, it's been 15 and 5. Every team who's finishing first in the regular season has finished 15 and 5. A lot of years, it's been 14 wins as well. So, 90th percentile for Ohio State. It's not 100th percentile, it's 90th. It's very good. It's elite. We're thinking Ohio State is probably winning 13, maybe 14 games in the Big Ten. How does that happen? Well, As I looked at this, let me flip my sheet because I'm at the end of page one of my notes here. As we look at this, just looking at the conference schedule, I put something together for you that actually seems somewhat realistic. So we're predicting here a record of 13 and seven at this point for Ohio State in the regular season. That would include a win over Maryland, a win over Illinois, a win over Iowa, a win over Northwestern, splitting with Wisconsin. Sweeping Rutgers, Penn State, Minnesota, Nebraska. Does that seem out of the realm of possibilities? That would mean getting swept by Indiana, a loss to Michigan, a loss to Purdue, a loss to Michigan State, and a loss to Wisconsin. That doesn't really seem all that unlikely, especially right now, but especially 90th percentile. I think that could happen. That would give Ohio State an outcome of 23-8. and eight. At that point, you're looking at what I've been saying all along is this team should be competing for a bye or a double bye in the Big Ten tournament. And a 23-8 record, that's getting you two seed, three seed. That's solid. 
That's really, really good for Ohio State. So that would that's what I would be saying is is the best-ish case scenario for the Buckeyes. Double buy in the Big Ten tournament. They're not just advancing in the Sweet 16. They're winning that game. They're advancing at least to the Elite Eight, if not more. 25-plus wins over the season. And then maybe making a Big Ten tournament championship appearance. Maybe a share in the Big Ten regular season title, something like that. That's what I would consider 90th percentile for Ohio State. Now let's go to the flip side. Now that was fun to talk about, right? Ohio State ceiling, 90th percentile. I'm dropping the hammer. We're not having fun anymore. This is this is where things get grim. This is where we're pulling our hair out. We're questioning, why am I watching? Why am I staying up until 11.15 p.m. to watch Ohio State lose to Nebraska on a random Wednesday night in February? We don't want to be there. That's where we were last year. Not specifically there, but similarly. So this is 10th percentile Ohio State. I mean, it's okay. I I should, maybe I should, you know, should have told you, go get a blanket, go get a hoodie, light a candle, make some tea, some coffee. It's okay. This This is just a scary story. It's not real. Hopefully not. 10th percentile Ohio State. What does this look like? Well, my first question is Jameson Battle. What if Jamison Battle comes into Ohio State and he can't develop the three-point shot that's been really inconsistent over his career? What if he shoots 32% from deep this year? I think he was 31% last year. What if Jamison Battle just can't find it from deep and he can't provide there? Which Ohio State, if they're going to be good, they're going to need to be good from deep because that's what Chris Holtman teams do. What if Jamison Battle can't find that? What if Zed Key is kind of similar to last season where he returns, he returns somewhat late, he plays 15 minutes, 13 minutes, 17 minutes, something like that, and we're looking at December, and now he's being shut down for a couple, couple games because they brought him back too soon, or he's re-aggravating this labrum. I don't know. I don't know what the re-injury risk is for a torn labrum. I would assume it's not zero, but Zed Key returns, and... He's not playing Zed Key basketball, which is just just grit your teeth, grab some rebounds, score, use those big, broad shoulders of your Zed, and get buckets. Well, maybe that's not happening. Maybe on top of that, there's no the 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 depth doesn't the depth doesn't keep depthing as we expect it to for Ohio State at the three. We don't know what we have there. At guard, behind Bruce Thornton. Maybe Bruce Thornton doesn't develop the way he should. Or Dale Bonner can't contribute the way that we want. Maybe Taysen Chapman, who's probably Ohio State's most heralded recruit in this freshman class. Maybe he can't figure out how to put it together. Maybe Scotty Middleton is inconsistent as a scorer on the offensive end. And his defensive game isn't much to write home about. I hope you're getting... This, I don't like this conversation, but it needs to be had. Are you prepared? You need to be prepared. You you wouldn't like it if a tornado ripped through your house, would you? But you need to prepare. be prepared if it does. That's what we're doing here. We're ripping through a tornado of, of Ohio State's basketball season. And, and if I don't, who does? Who will? Who will take that on? Outside of that, what if no one emerges at small forward? This is all in the scenario where Zed Key is unhealthy Jamison Battle's got to play at the four. That means Scotty Middleton, Evan Mahaffey, they have to shoulder the load at the three. Neither of them can consistently 
play good basketball, what if they don't produce? That could be a huge hole for Ohio State. Do we realize how much of this season hinges on Zed Key and his recovery? I don't know if we do. I do. There's a lot of ramifications and consequences. Good things and bad. That could happen if Zed Key can't come back and be the Zed Key that he was first half of last year and sophomore year. And a lot of people hate Zed Key. Stop that. That's madness. The schedule. So as I as I look at my notes here on the schedule, the schedule doesn't change. Isn't that silly? Whether it's 90th percentile or 10th, it doesn't matter. The schedule won't change. They've still got to play Texas A&M, Alabama, Oregon, UCLA, West Virginia, or Santa Clara in, in place of, of Oregon. I think it'll be Oregon. One to two wins out of those teams, if that. I know, it's grim, but that's what we're talking about. As I paint this picture of Ohio State not being good and these players not producing and the depth not deepening, whatever the word is, what happens? I see one to two wins against Texas A&M, Alabama, Oregon, UCLA, West Virginia. And those one to two wins are probably against West Virginia and maybe Oregon. Maybe A&M. I don't know. And the conference play. They finished 5-15 and 15 last season. Am I thinking that this team on paper is better than last season's? Absolutely. There's more experience out of the guys who actually produced last season. And not only that, more freshmen coming in who should be good. Good transfer class as well. So on paper, I see this team being better. 10th percentile, because I would consider last season in the conference like 5th percentile. It doesn't get much worse than that. That's bad. That's filthy. Dirty garbage, bad. Play beside a, a trash can, bad. But what I see is 7-13. and 13, A two-game improvement from last year. Which would include losses to Illinois, Purdue, Iowa, Michigan State, Indiana sweeping them. Michigan sweeping them, splitting with Wisconsin, Rutgers, Michigan State, Minnesota, Nebraska. Does that seem like it's out of the realm of possibility? If you're saying, yes, it does, host of Views from the Shot, Tim, that, that could never happen. Look at last season. Ohio State finished 5-15. and 15. They were even worse last season than this, what I described here. So, and it's possible. This gets them to a final record of 15-16. and 16. I'd say that's 10th percentile Ohio State. And I don't think it's impossible at all that they lose to Illinois. They lose to Purdue. They lose to Iowa. They lose to Michigan State. They get swept by Indiana, who would be my pick to win the conference right now. They get swept by Michigan, which happened last season. They split with Wisconsin. Rutgers, Penn State, Minnesota, Nebraska, some splits there as well. Could it happen? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's possible. 15 and 16. So that's the 10th percentile Ohio State is you don't have the depth of the three and the front court players don't develop that, the way that you would like them to. And the back court, you don't have guys that you can trust. The freshmen don't step up. The transfers don't step up. And Ohio State doesn't finish well. And you know what that would lead to? Boy, what a segue this is. This is a good segue. You know what that would lead to? It would lead to Chris Holtman being questioned can he be the head coach of Ohio State? Now, before we get there, first, let's take a break. Let's take a breath. Breath of fresh air, okay? Let's pause. Neither of these worlds are real. But you know what is real? Another great segue! 
crushing it right now. It's College Basketball Analytics. That's cbbanalytics.com. They feature the most robust college basketball stats and metrics in the world. They have been a sponsor of the show for about a month now. And we thank them for that. But you should also be thanking them because you can find everything that you will ever need when it comes to college basketball stats in the world at cbbanalytics.com. Will you do me a favor? Will you just open it up right now on your phone, on your laptop? Maybe you're at the gym. Maybe you're going for a walk. Maybe you're driving. Don't do it then. Make a mental note or a real note. Say, well, I can't say, hey, Siri, because because she's right up. She did hear me. Come on. Come on. They're always listening. But Just go there. I'm telling you, if you just go there and poke around for 5-10 minutes, you'll be hooked. It is an incredible site. I use it to build notes for my shows. I used it for this show. I'll use it for my next show. I'm constantly using college basketball analytics. You've got shooting charts for teams, players, heat maps, scatter scatter plots, all the things you learn about in math class. They're real, and they're actually fun now with college basketball analytics everything you can think of, and even numbers and stats that you've never even heard of in your life. They're there. Again, that's College Basketball Analytics, cbbanalytics.com. Coaches and teams use this database. Why wouldn't you? And there's that. So speaking of Chris Holtman being on the hot seat, if that's the scenario for the Buckeyes, 10th percentile, Chris Holtman's going to be on the hot seat. Now, there has been some talk. There's been some buzz about Chris Holtman recently. Is he on the hot seat? Is he not? It's kind of, I don't know, I've seen it come up a little bit more in the past couple of weeks. An article has been pushed out. You know how it goes. So let's start, start first of all, with previous notes on Chris Holtman. So he's obviously got a podcast, if you're not aware. It's called More Than Coach Speak. Tim Izzo. Tim Izzo. Yikes. Yikes, man. Tom Izzo. It's right in front of me, too. It's on these papers, man. Tom Izzo joined his show. Joined the podcast. By the way, just think about this before we before I even dive into what Tom Izzo said about Chris Holtman. He joined Chris Holtman's podcast. Do you have any idea why Tom Izzo would ever say anything negative about Chris Holtman on his own podcast? Okay. Me neither. Let's just put that out there. We'll just put it out there. So, gave a glowing review of Chris Holtman on the show. He said the job isn't easy, especially with it being a football school. Chris Holtman has done a phenomenal job. He's done a great job recruiting, yada, 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 which I don't disagree with. I say this, maybe taking it with a grain of salt, like, look, Chris Holtman has done a fair job at Ohio State. He should still be the head coach right now in Columbus. It's a very, very difficult job, but one that I think he's done a solid job of. So I don't disagree with anything Tom Izzo has said. I'm just saying he's not going to say anything critical of Chris Holtman. First of all, we know that they're close. We know that they're friends. But outside of that, why would he join his podcast and say, you know what, Chris, Like, I really think you could work on recruiting outside the state a little bit better or these transfer classes you've brought on man they have not been good and chris is going to say he's going to cover up the mic and he'll say can we can we talk about this when we're not recording man i appreciate the constructive criticism but now it's not the time doesn't feel like 
the time to do that. Now, the current state of Ohio State basketball is this. The team has never advanced to the round of 32 with Chris Holtman at the helm. They finished under 500 last season for the first time since the 2003-2004 season, and Ohio State has missed the NCAA tournament in two out of the six seasons Chris Holtman has been there. So that's the bad. There has been some good. Remember the season Ohio State got the two seed. Now, we stop there. They got the two seed. That sounds great, right? An NCAA tournament, a two seed, yippee. Uh, you, you pause and you grimace because... Do you grimace? Is grimace a verb? I know it's a shake, but I don't know if grimace is a verb. I, I grimaced anyway. Because Ohio State lost to Oral Roberts, the 15th seed in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Let me ask you this. Do you know where Oral Roberts is located? Do you know what conference Oral Roberts is in? Do you? A large chunk of people do not. Should we lose to them in the first round of the NCAA tournament then, class? No, we should not. What if we're the two seed? Does that make it look even worse? Yes. Yes, it does. Nod your head with me, class. Yes, it does. So even in the good years with Chris Holtman, we haven't reached the... 80th percentile of where we should be if we're on this topic of percentile 75th Ohio State basketball should be advancing past the round of 32 at least once in six years they should be they've competed for a Big Ten tournament championship we love that we do but Ohio State should have been pushed further under Chris Holtman now is he on the hot seat my answer to that is it's hard to say I'd like to keep my foot in both camps here, this gives me the best chance of being right or wrong. No, gives me the best chance of being right. So if I say, hmm, maybe, maybe not, you can never tell me if he's successful. Hey, Tim, you said he should be fired. You can never tell me if he gets fired. Hey, Tim, you said he was going to be the best coach at Ohio State. No, nope, didn't say either of those things. Sorry, can't get me there. I'm going to keep my foot in each camp here. I'm going to ride the fence, do what I can. It's hard to say. But my opinion on Chris Holtman at this time, the seat, it's not cold. He's not sitting down onto an ice pack. That's for certain. Why anyone would sit on an ice pack, I'm not sure. But but Chris Holtman would not be right now. That seat is not cold. That seat is not Bill Self, okay? Or Mark Few, or whatever coach you can think of out there that has the iciest seat in the world right now. However, when he sits down, it's also not that he's sitting down on a on a metal slide that's been baking in the 90-degree Ohio heat over the past three days, where you sit on that thing and you are yelping and jumping off. No shot. So how would I describe the, the uncomfort level or the comfort level of Chris Holtman right now, I don't think it's necessarily comfortable, and I would assume that he feels the pressure right now as head coach of the Ohio State University Buckeyes. How would I describe it? I would say maybe as uncomfortable as you're a kid, you're nine years old, and mom said, you're you're checking out, getting groceries, and mom said, hey, I gotta go grab a gallon of milk real quick. I'll be right back. Don't worry. Let me just grab it. And you know, at that Walmart, or Meyer, or Kroger, or Giant Eagle, or 
wherever else you may shop. You know it's just it's just a couple aisles over. She'll be back. She will. But you also look forward and you see Erthel, the 65-year-old woman who's checking out the person in front of you, and she's sliding that pasta and the frozen veggies and the cat food, she's sliding those a little bit too quickly for your comfort. And you're like, Mom, are you coming back or not? That's that's the comfort level I see for Chris Holtman right now. It's not fun. You know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You know Mom said she's going to be back. She just had to grab a gallon of milk. It'll be fine. But you're seeing, you're seeing, man, things around me, they don't look good right now. I'm feeling a little more uncomfortable than I would like. I feel a little bit of pressure that Earthel is going to get done a little bit too quickly with this person in front of me. But you know what? I'm not going to be able to pay. And I'm going to get in trouble. People are going to take me away. I'll never be allowed in the store again, which frankly I don't mind because I don't love going grocery shopping. My mom makes me go. I'd rather sit home and play Xbox and eat chicken wings. But that's the case. That's that's the state that we're in right now is it's uncomfortable. And I think that's where Chris Holtman feels himself at this point is that it's not perfect. It's not hot. You're not sitting down there like you're you're hopping into an oven. But you're also not feeling an ice cold fridge either or the inside of an ice cold fridge, which would be a freezer. So you talk about Chris Holtman. Is he on the hot seat? That's my take. Hmm, not really, but kind of. And aren't we all in some way? Makes you think. Hey, all right, look. I appreciate you being here, listening today, or watching if you watched on YouTube. It's been a pleasure. It's been fun. It always is. You know, I was actually going to bring this pot. I mean, people who are listening now are just the sickest of Ohio State sickos. You know when you get to the end of the show... Things can be random. I, I actually planned to come out with this show last Thursday or last Friday, but I just wanted to work on it a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And they say, just push it out there. Whatever. It doesn't have to be perfect. Not here. We want to be perfect. We never will be. But I'm happy to be back with you again. If you don't mind, please. If you listened to this point, please make sure. Just open your phone right now very quickly. You've got the face ID. You just, there, there's no, there's, n- there's no effort that goes into it. Just please make sure you're subscribed. Go follow us on Instagram. And by the way, on Twitter, if you don't mind, just like the tweet. People that like tweets, they're great people. They spread positivity in the world. Also, they spread those good tweets to more and more people as well. The more engagement, the more the tweets will be seen. Happened with the Colin White interview. We got a lot of listens on that. Appreciate that. But if you don't mind, go like the tweet and DM me anytime. Let me know what you think. It's time, okay? This has been a fun one, but I'm going to shut up before you shut me off. Go Bucks!